Hello, I'm Larry Turnbull, and welcome to this edition of Handy Around the House. As many of you know, I've moved into a new house, so I've been kind of out of the loop a little bit on doing Handy Around the House shows, um, but I'm in my new house, everything is good. Doing some projects around here, and I'm going to share one of them with you today. It turns out, in one of the bedrooms in this house, we've got an outlet that isn't working very well. Um, it happens to be in one of the guest bedrooms. And as you know, on an electrical wall outlet, we have two sockets, you know, where you can plug two devices in or you can plug in a power strip and add more devices if you so choose. Now it appears on this one, the top socket works fine. Um, the bottom socket, however, is intermittent. Sometimes you have power out of it, sometimes you don't. That indicates to me that we've got a bad receptacle here and we need to replace it. So we're going to do that in this edition of Handy Around the House. So just to show you what we've got here, um, to test the outlet and also to have something in plugged into it and something that makes us... Uh, Good bit of noise to uh, let me know what breaker controls this outlet. Because working on an electrical project, safety is extremely important. It's priority one. You need to make sure that there's no power coming into the circuit that you're working on. Because uh, you could get seriously hurt or even killed uh, if you're not careful when dealing with electricity. I mean, this is an easy project, but it's you must have uh, very sharp awareness and good common sense on what you're doing with this project. And like I said, it is very easy to do, but, we're, you know, you really have to be safe with it. So here's what we're going to do. <clears throat> First, I'm going to diagnose this problem, as I did earlier, just to show you what we've got going here. So, we have a radio here and I'm going to plug it into the bottom socket like so okay it's plugged in now we're going to try to power up the radio and nothing it's not doing the thing so let's go ahead and move it to the top socket and let's see what we get There's the radio. Now, we're going to replace this outlet. So I'm going to leave this radio on. And I'm going to turn the volume way up because i got to go down to the basement to the breaker box to find, to find the uh, appropriate breaker for this outlet uh, to make sure we get it turned off. Like I said, the breaker box is down in the basement of this house. So let's turn up the radio and head for the basement.
Okay, we are in the basement at the breaker panel. I can hear the radio upstairs. So now we're going to start flipping breakers until I hear the radio go silent. I think we got it. Let's check one thing here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we got it. So, one thing you may want to do if you have company in the house, which I don't at this point, just here by myself, is you may want to mark it, you know, with a piece of tape. And tell people, if you're working on the circuit, do not turn it on. <laughs> so, it's, radio is silent. So we're going to head back upstairs. And we're going to check that outlet and be absolutely sure that it's dead. Okay, back in the bedroom. I'm going to check this one more time. First, I'm going to check with the radio. Okay, radio's not coming on. So, I'm going to go ahead and unplug the radio. And I also have... Antenna out of the way so we don't break it. Okay. I also have an electrical tester. We're gonna. I have actually two means of testing circuits. I have an audible probe that you stick into the outlet to test for power. I also have a talking multimeter. Okay. Probes indicating no power. Okay. Before you do anything here, look at the outlet very carefully. It's either a three-hole or a two-hole outlet. Two-hole outlets are mainly in houses that were built before, before I would say, before 1970. And three-holes are 1970 and after, pretty much, depending on you know when the house was built and what type of electrical system they were using. With a three-hole outlet, if it was installed correctly, you'll see, you know, the two slots plus the round hole. The round hole is your ground. The round hole should be on the bottom of each socket. 
So you'd have the two slots that are side by side. Then you'd have the ground hole just underneath. Some places they may have the receptacle installed upside down. And your hole would be on the top. So that's important because once we get into this outlet, you're going to have to remember where the wires are. Of course, if you could see, you could see what color they are and know where they go. But if you can't, you know, it's still possible to do this, but you got to remember how you took the wires out and duplicate them when you're installing the new receptacle. So, with the audio probe, it's just a single probe that you stick in one of the slots. And if the hole, the ground hole is on the bottom, then your slot where the hot, you know, the, the hot slot is what I call it, is where you should uh, stick the probe to see if there's power. And that slot will be on the right. If the receptacle is upside down and the ground hole's on the top, then that slot will be on the left. So we'll stick, we'll just once again stick the probe in on the right slot. We're gonna use the top socket since that was the good one in this particular receptacle. And it would, it would be making a loud uh, alarm chirping noise constant if there were power, but it just made one chirp when I did that, which means there's no power. So now what we're going to do, let's move my cat out of the way. <laughs> he wants to help. <laughs> Sorry, Bojo, you aren't equipped to do this. <laughs> you just be scattering pieces everywhere. I'm going to remove the plate and there's a screw in the middle of the plate that holds the plate on. And it's just a flat-headed screw here. We'll go ahead and put that in and use my flat-headed screwdriver to unloosen this. When turning screws, remember righty-tighty, lefty-loosey. So if you want to tighten it, turn it uh, clockwise. If you want to loosen it, turn it counterclockwise. Okay, screws out. But this plate appears to be a little stuck, probably because of somebody painting this wall and, you know, putting these plates on with paint. It's not fun dealing with those. So I have to use my flat-headed screwdriver to get... There we go. To get the plate unstuck. <laughs> so that's what we want. Okay, now, I'm going to use the probe again. This time, I'm going to stick it between the receptacle and the wall where the wires are, just to make sure. Yep, looks pretty good. Okay. So far, so good. Now, there are two screws that hold the receptacle in, one at each end of it, one at the top and one at the bottom. And these happen to be flat-headed screws, so again, We'll use the flat-headed screwdriver. And I hate it when they use drywall compound and paint and stuff around these things because they tend to paint on the screws and it makes it hard if you need to replace one of these to 
get the screwdriver into the screw to remove it. Well, fortunately, got into this one, so we're getting the screw out. Okay, top screw's out. Let's get the bottom one. Okay, bottom screws out. Now we're gonna, as you'll, it, when you look at the receptacle with the plate off, you'll see where the screws were. There's like little leaflets sticking out, you know, the ends of the receptacle. So I'm gonna grab the receptacle by those leaf ends and slowly pull it forward. You just gotta be careful because you don't know how long the wires are gonna be behind there. Of course, the longer they are, the better, but if they're short, then it's going to really take some creativity to make sure you don't cut too much wire off if you have to do any cutting to get it, the receptacle off. Again, I'm testing for power. This time I'm touching the wires themselves with the probe. And thank God there's no... No power. <laughs> okay, now we got kind of an interesting scenario here that we need to be aware of. Sometimes with these outlets, you'll have one pair of wires, sometimes you'll have two pair. In this case, I have two pair. And here's the reason for that this outlet is in the middle of a circuit, which means you got a pair of incoming wires that feed this outlet with electricity, and then you got another pair that carry that electricity on to the next outlet down the stream. So that's something that you really got to keep in mind when you're um, changing these out. Now, going back, and also there's a ground wire connected to the ground screw, which... If the receptacle was installed right side up, the ground wire will be connected to a screw on the bottom of the receptacle. If the receptacle was installed upside down, then the ground wire will be connected to a screw at the top. And you'll know the ground wire from the rest of the wires because the ground wire typically has no insulation on it. It's a bare copper wire or... In some cases, some older houses have aluminum wiring installed, which aluminum wire was uh, outlawed by the National Electrical Code back in the late 70s, early 80s, um, because it tends to vibrate a lot more and get itself loose from electrical connections. Now, that was for just your typical 120 outlets, um, but it's still used, you know, the big wires are, uh, used with aluminum, you know, like going to, you know, the main breaker box and the, 
you know, AC units and stuff like that, the real thick wire. But for thinner wire, they've outlawed it for that. Now, back to the orientation of the receptacle. Again, you want to pay attention here because this is where it's really going to become critical. With the wires, the, the wires that are on the right side of the receptacle, if the receptacle was installed right side up with the ground holes, you know, on the bottom of each socket, the wires on the right side are your hot wires. And if you have any vision, you'll see that the color of them is black. And another disclaimer, if you're listening to this show from outside of the United States, this wiring code very likely will not apply to you because different parts of the world use different standards for their electrical systems. I know in Europe, they use a 240-volt system with, you know, running at 50 hertz. In the U.S. here, your typical outlets are 120 volts uh, running on 60 hertz. Um, you know, in Australia, it's even different than that. I mean, it, I don't know all of them. I won't claim to know all the electrical codes, but the ones that... I'm going by, for this show, since we originate in the United States, I'm going by the United States uh, National Electrical Codes here. And the way they work is your hot wires can be any color, um, usually any primary color, like uh, black, blue, or red is typically what your hot wire would be. Your neutral wires are white, your ground wires are green or bare wire, you know, with no insulation. Um, and even for your neutral wires, sometimes you'll see them use uh, gray insulation for that. But for these outlets, you know, your typical wall outlets, black, white, and bare are what are you going to be dealing with. Black is your hot wire, white your neutral, bare is the ground wire. It means it has no insulation. So... With this particular outlet that I'm working on, we've got two wires on the right. Those are the hot wires because this outlet was installed correctly. It was installed uh, right side up. So you got the two hot wires on the right, the two neutral wires on the left, and the ground wire on the bottom. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start getting these wires out. And now... This is something else that's pretty interesting. The Some receptacles, you'll find that the wires are attached by being wrapped around the screw terminals on the sides of the outlet. Some, there are holes in the back of the outlet that you push the wires into, and either there will be an internal clip that will snap in and lock on the wire... Or you push them into that hole and you got to hold them in while you tighten down the terminal. This particular outlet they used has the clips. And I don't, for trying to get these wires loose, I don't like those clips because they tend to, they're very hard to release. And they don't always have... A good connection. 
So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and release these wires. And to do that, these happen to be the clips. So what you got to do, you'll notice that the holes that they're going into are round. And right next to those round holes, you'll see a little square hole. And inside that square hole is a, a release that you got to hit. So you got to use something like a nail or a very small screwdriver or something to uh, push in there to hit that release. Now, I happen to have my multimeter here, and the probes on it are very thin metal probes, So, and they happen to fit in these square holes, so I'm going to use one of them to push in here and hit this release. And you got to be real... you got to feel very carefully where that release is so you can hit it. Yep, got it. Okay, so the wire <coughs> easily slides out with that. So I've got the two black wires released. And what I'm going to do, since they're on the right side, I'm going to fold them back towards the wall to the right of the hole where this receptacle is. So I remember that those are my hot wires. Those need to be on the right side when I change out the receptacle. Now, we're going to go ahead and do the same thing on the left side. We'll get the neutral wires released. Or, like, if you've got any kind of vision, you'll see that the neutral wires are your white ones. And you'll be doing this in reverse if the receptacle was installed upside down. Okay, we got one of the neutrals release. Let's get the other one. Sometimes you may have to turn this receptacle different angles to get it different parts of it to either connect or disconnect wires. Alright, neutral wire. Both of the neutral wires are free now. We'll fold them back to the wall to the left of the receptacle hole. Now, last but not least, we have the ground wire to get loose. And it's definitely wrapped around a screw, so, and it's a flat headed screw, so we're going to use our flat headed screwdriver to get it loose. I'm just turning the screw here. There we go. Oh, the screw just came out. That's okay. Sometimes these Ground screws on outlets are real hard to thread in, so you don't want to get them out all the way if you can help it. But since this is a bad receptacle that I'm not going to reuse, um, it really doesn't matter. Okay, so lay that aside. Now, why we got things open here, we're going to inspect these wires, make sure they're in good shape. Just checking to make sure that 
you know, the wires that are supposed to have insulation have it. And, you know, that there's no cracks or anything like that. So, okay. All looks pretty good here. So, let's get the new receptacle here. Okay, we got the new receptacle. Now, we're going to install this the same way that the old one was installed, right side up. If yours was installed upside down, you may want to keep it that way, unless you have somebody with sight with you to make sure that the wires go in the right places. Um, otherwise you really have to rely on your memory hard to make sure that everything goes where it's supposed to. Okay, so with this, I'm going to go ahead and connect the ground wire first. And again, that wraps around a... ground screw at the bottom of the receptacle if you're installing it right set up. And I need to bend this wire into the correct position for it. So we want to make because one trick with wrapping wires around screws, you want them to wrap in the direction that you're going to be tightening the screw. So if you're going to be turning the screw clockwise to tighten, which we will here, which you normally do. We want to make sure it loops around to the right so as we tighten, it will, it will force the wire to wrap tighter around the screw as it tightens down. So we've got it wrapped around. Now we're going to tighten the screw down. Okay, ground wire is secure. And of course, I had to flip the receptacle upside down in order to work with the ground wire. So now I'm going to flip it right side up. Make sure the ground holes are on the bottom of each socket. And they are. Now, I'm going to go ahead and reconnect the neutral wires first. And I'm going to go ahead and even though I don't like the clips, I'm going to go ahead and use them in this case because the way these wires are, we're going to go ahead and, and you, when you look on the back of the outlet, if you have those clips, you'll know because you'll see some square holes and you'll see some round holes 
uh, right next to them. And the wire needs to go into the round hole because that's where the clip that locks onto it is inside that round hole. So we're going to make sure that it feeds in like that. And we'll see if it see if it uh, locks. Yep, it locked. Okay, there's the bottom neutral. Let's get the top neutral and get it in. This one doesn't seem to want to lock very well. Let's see. Try it again. There it goes. Yeah, now it's not going anywhere. Good, good. Alright, now let's get the hot wires. They're on the right side in this particular project. We'll do the bottom one first. <clears throat> Okay, bottom one's locked in. I'll get the top one. Okay, all right, all wires are locked in. Now, I'm gonna mount the receptacle back into its box in the, in the wall. I'm gonna slowly fold these wires back into the, into what they call it, they call this a gang box. Um, that is inside the wall that these receptacles mount into. Light switches uh, mount into these as well. And if you're wiring a light switch, it's pretty much the same with this kind of, almost the same with this kind of configuration too, though depending on what kind of switch you're doing, it may or may not matter which terminals the wires go on, but that all depends on the kind of the switch. So don't think that it applies to any switch that it doesn't matter where each wire goes. But maybe we'll get into that on a future episode of uh, Handy Around the House. Okay, so we got it lined up. Wires are folded back. So now we're going to 
put these screws in. One trick here, we want to make sure this mounts flush against the wall and that it's you know good and level. So we're going to put both screws in before we tighten them down. And I'm just reaching behind the ears of the receptacle to guide the screw into the holes that the screws need to go into. Okay, good. We got them threading. Okay, now I'll go ahead and use the screwdriver to tighten these down. And as you tighten them down, kind of the you'll notice the holes that the screws go into are kind of oval shaped. You want to kind of keep the screw in the middle of that hole to try to keep the outlet straight. Okay, we've tightened the top one plenty. Let's do the bottom one for a bit. In some cases, you might find that the outlet receptacle goes too far back into the hole. That all could depend on the drywall situation around that outlet. Um, <clears throat> some cases you might have to get longer screws or some kind of spacer or something to, to do this. But you want to make sure not to over tighten any of these so you don't break the ears on the receptacle, the ears or leaves, whatever you want to call them. And you don't want to break the drywall around it. You don't want to break the outlet box itself if it's a plastic one. Some are plastic, some are metal. This one happens to be a plastic one. And you want to make sure it's straight and good so the uh, plate goes on easy. Okay, we've got the receptacle mounted in. It's secure. Let's see if the plate uh, fits on it nice. This happens to be a decorative metal plate. Okay, looks like we may have tightened this a little too tight. The receptacle is too far back into the wall, so we're going to back these screws out some. so we can get receptacle to come up into the plate a little bit. Get it to straighten out a little bit more. Yeah, that looks a little better. 
Alright. That's good. Okay, so we'll go ahead and put the the plates held on, as I mentioned earlier, by a single screw. And we'll go ahead and put that back in into the middle of the there's a hole between the two sockets on the plate that the screw goes into. We'll go ahead and put that screw in. And again, you don't want to over tighten this one or you could crack the plate. This happens to be a metal plate, but most of them that you're going to encounter are going to be plastic. And if you crack that plate, then you're going to have to replace it. All right. This outlet looks good to go. All right. Let's uh, go turn the power back on, and we'll see what we got. Gonna head back to the basement to do that. Okay, we're back at the circuit breaker box. We're going to go ahead and the switch that we turned off earlier, the breaker that we turned off earlier, we're going to turn back on. Just kind of counting breakers here, so I know, kind of have an idea where I can remember the next time which breaker does what here. And flip it on. Okay, it's on, so let's head back up to the bedroom and test our work see if we got a good outlet in here now. Okay, we're back in the bedroom with the outlet we've been working on. And what I'm going to do now, first I'm going to get my, the probe that uh, I demonstrated earlier that we were using to see if there was power or not. We're going to go back into the right slot of this outlet again to see if we got power. And yes, we do. That's the sound you'll hear when there is electricity. We're going to do the same thing on the bottom socket, the right slot. Okay, we got power there. Now, 
There's one other thing I want to test here. Actually, a couple others. We need to test our neutral and ground connections we did. Um, as well, you know, we know the hot connections are good. But what we want to do now is test the other ones. So, I'm going to use my multimeter for this. I'll go ahead and switch on my talking multimeter here. Okay, it said ohms, but that's not what we want to use to test. We want to go to volts. Really, amps, DC. Amps, DC. Oh, okay, we got to turn the dial the other way. Ohms, volts, DC. Okay, that says volts DC, but that's not what we want. We want volts AC because your house system runs on what they call AC power, alternate current. So what AC stands for. DC stands for direct current, which is what batteries uh, typically do. So there's a button on here that I'm going to hit to switch it to AC. There we are. Okay, now, on this particular multimeter, there are two cables with uh, probes on them. One's a thin cable, and that's the neutral. The other is a thicker cable that has a button on it that I can hit to get a reading. And that's the hot cable. So, thin one, I'm going to go ahead and stick into the neutral side, which is the left slot of this outlet first. And then we're going to do the same on the hot side. Now I'm going to hit the button, and I should get a range of 115 to 125 on the volts. 124.4 volts AC. Good. So yeah, we got 124 there. Let's do the same thing on the bottom. Okay, that indicates that we've connected the, you know, the we got good connections on both the hot and the neutral. Now we want to test the ground. So the lead that we're using for the neutral, the thinner cable, we're going to put that into the ground hole, which is on the bottom if your outlet was installed correctly. And the other one we're going to put in the right side, on the hot side. Okay, so that's good for the top socket. We did it hot to ground. If you do neutral to ground, it's not gonna it might read some volts, but not what we're looking for here because obviously your neutral and your grounds in a one twenty system are not gonna have power coming out of them. Um it's your hot that'll have the power coming out of it. And then the neutral is your return path to the power source. And the ground, that's a safety feature for any appliance that may short out and cause the exterior of it to become energized. That ground would take care of it and trip the breaker to prevent you from getting seriously injured, you know, from electrical shock. So we're going to test the bottom socket here. Yeah, well, I don't think the probe was in all the way, but we can do that again here.
There we go. Perfect. So we know we got got good uh, connections there. And just for the fun of it, we'll go ahead and uh, plug the radio back in here. Make sure it's going to see if this all works good. There we go. That's the top socket. Let's go ahead and check the bottom socket. Because that was the problem one earlier, remember? There we go. What do you know? We got a perfectly working outlet now. Very good stuff. Like I said, to recap, when working on outlets, safety or any electrical project, safety is very important. If you're working on an appliance that you can unplug, then unplug it. And if you're working on one that's directly wired into the house, like we were doing here with the outlet, of course, they're directly wired into the house. You need to make sure the breaker is turned off before you start working on it. Now, some houses that are pre-built 1970 may have fuse boxes. So instead of a breaker that you can flip on and off, uh, you'll probably have a fuse that uh, you would screw in and unscrew like a light bulb. Those you got to be careful because um, you don't want to touch the threads of that fuse while you're tightening it in or loosening it because they're energized and, again, you could get seriously hurt if you're not careful uh, what you're doing there. So, And if you feel uncomfortable with any of these projects, by all means, get someone to help you out that's had experience uh, doing these sort of things or get uh, a licensed electrician to do that as well if you really feel uncomfortable with these. But that's uh, how a lot of this works. This is Larry Turnbull for Handy Around the House. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll talk to you again in a couple of months. Next month, Laura, Led Laura Legendary is back on with her next with her next show right here on ACB Radio Mainstream. Take care, everybody. <laughs>